الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإن يمسسك الله بضر فلا كاشف له إلا هو سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم in in medicine when we try to come to a diagnosis we often see uh, that we order a number of tests in hopes that based off of the patient's story what they're telling us what we find in looking at them and examining them and then the results of tests that we will come to some sort of diagnostic conclusion and sometimes people have very unusual symptoms and it's very difficult to come to that diagnosis so you order a number of tests and eventually you will bring them back and you'll tell them that you know um, clearly you have something that's a bit unusual but uh, we don't know what it is so then they'll hop around and they'll see specialist after specialist after specialist and everyone will kind of give them the same answer that um, you know these symptoms are real we we just don't know what's causing this but <coughs> we've you know we've looked at this isn't life-threatening right that we looked at what we've looked at what's big and what's bad and all the tests show that okay everything looks okay overall we don't know exactly what's causing your problem um, but you know rest assured this isn't something that's going to hurt you or harm you now unfortunately that answer doesn't settle well with most people they're looking for an answer they want to know where this problem is coming from they're not content with you telling them that you know, it's not a major problem, don't worry. They want to know, well, okay, I, don't, I get it, but if all these tests are negative, like, there's got to be something. How come all these tests are negative? Where is it coming from? Um, so it doesn't sit well because human beings have this tendency to want to want to know things. They want to know where things are coming from. They're not content with not knowing the source of something. So this applies medically. It applies even spiritually as well. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or when a person is afflicted with difficulty, or a trial or a tribulation, um, the reason that the vast majority of humanity is uh, upside down when some difficulty faces them, it's because they don't know, or they don't understand, or they don't appreciate where this difficulty is actually coming from. But knowing where something is coming from is so settling. I give you the example of medicine. Even spiritually as well, knowing that difficulty is coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that in and of itself, it is very uh, comforting. It provides a degree of comfort. Um, you know, and the beauty of, of our deen is that we, we obtain this comfort in knowing that difficulty comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're not stuck and we're not, we're not like the rest of the world who when difficulty befalls a person or a family or a community, everyone's confused. Where is this coming from? Why is this happening to us? How is it possible that a hurricane can you know, wipe away an entire city? How is it possible that a five-year-old child could be shot? Right? These things are very troubling for human beings to, to appreciate, but for us, we have this advantage. We know that difficulty comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we, once we know the source, 
That's half of the battle. That's half the battle. Now, this is where we get caught sometimes because we as human beings, we tend to see the sabab, the asbab. We tend to see the cause or the, you know, there's an A that causes the B, that causes the C, that causes the D, that causes an E, and an E is that end result. We see the end result. Uh, and sometimes we'll see, you know, B, C, D, and E, but we don't see that root cause. We don't do a root cause analysis and appreciate that everything is coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All difficulties ultimately come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Although we know it, our aqidah teaches it, uh, if we, but we only see the asbab because that's what's present before us. We see all of the causes. We see that A punches B, right? And I see this happening, and I, and I, I think that this is just coming from that person. That's what I see. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says so beautifully in the Quran in a few places, one in particular. He says, This is in Surah Yunus. In the beginning of Surah Yunus, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala touches, um, touches you with uh, difficulty, there is no remover of this difficulty except Him. Now, we tend to focus on that, and then He continues, and when He intends for you good, that no one can, uh, take, can, 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 can stop His bounty, no one can restrict His bounty from, from befalling you. Now we tend to focus. That when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afflicts a person with difficulty or afflicts you with difficulty, that there's no way out from that difficulty except through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We focus on that second half, but we forget about that first half, which is that it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is actually touching us or bringing forth that difficulty to us. We get lost in that. We think that, you know, if, I, if my child, you know, becomes sick, or let's say that, you know, whatever, I get into a, um, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I myself become sick. We, lo we know that the shifa is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then we turn back to Allah ta'ala, we make dua, right? If you have a child that's sick, you, as soon as that child is sick, we turn back to Allah ta'ala, we make dua. If we, uh, you know, have a parent that passes away, we turn back to Allah ta'ala, we ask that Allah ta'ala forgive them, etc. You know, we look, we look for solace uh, in, in that second half, but we don't seek that same solace and that, and that comfort in that first half. And that is that, uh, look, it's from Allah. This is from Allah. And we have to have that firm belief that difficulties, although, of course, sometimes difficulties coming because of a mistake that we made, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends it, or it's because Allah ta'ala wants to elevate us, so he sends it. I mean, again, but the, the original source of that difficulty coming down upon us, or I should say the the, the ability for that difficulty to, bef to befall us is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and no one can can uh, can stop Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from doing so, right? So that this is something we have to really keep in mind, that immediately when a difficulty befalls, recognize that, look, this is from Allah, everything is from Allah. Everything is from Allah. Uh, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in another place, we, uh, the same, same ayah, it comes in another place of the Qur'an, I can't remember the, the exact surah. The point is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that when difficulty befalls you, this is coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, for us as, as, as believers who are seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it should be second nature to us. You know, we shouldn't have to process in our mind that some difficulty befalls us. Okay, let me think about this. You know, okay, inna lillahi wa inna ilihi rajiun, like we talked about last time. 
It should the, be the, our level of, of spirituality should be such that immediately when that difficulty befalls us, immediately we appreciate, we recognize that, you know what, this is from Allah. Now I'm going to deal with the after effects later. How am I going to deal with this? You know, am I going to, is this because of my own sin? Is this because of some test? Whatever, put that aside. The fact of the matter is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who's the one who sent it to you, he's the only one that can send it to us. He's the only one that can send the difficulty to us. You know, the Prophet said in a hadith uh, that comes in Tirmidhi, and it's in, Imam Nawawi, it's in his Arba'in as well. Uh, a very famous hadith that you've all heard. You know, Ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhu, he was riding behind the Prophet, and Prophet in front of him. Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu, was behind the Prophet, radiallahu anhu, was behind the Prophet. And so the Prophet begins to advise him, right? And he says, Ihfadullah, And it's a very lengthy hadith. And in that latter half of the hadith, the Prophet said that, you know, if the entire, uh, uh, if the entire, the word ummah is used, but if the entire world, you can say, is what's intended, if the entire world were to get together and try to bring a benefit to you, they, wouldn't, they would only be able to do so if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had written it. And if an entire a group of people or an entire, the entire world chose to try to bring harm to you, you know, millions and billions of people with millions and billions of years of thinking and intellect and science were to try to, you know, bring this difficulty to you, uh, they wouldn't be able to do so except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would allow for it to happen. So meaning that even a billion people getting together to try to harm you, that's a sabab, right? That's not, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is really behind this. His, the ability is, is only going to be uh, through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we shouldn't lose sight of this, you know, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really is uh, in charge. You know, in, in fact, in one of the uh, later, uh, in, in one of the lessons of Muraqabah, I think it's like lesson maybe 12 or so, uh, one of the goals, uh, let's take this step back, the, one of the reasons that we focus so much on our dhikr is actually for this purpose itself is to appreciate that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in charge of everything, right? Be it difficulty, be it comfort, whatever it may be. And, and based off of the theme we're talking about, in particular difficulty and trial, recognizing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is the uh, ultimate doer of every single thing, right? And it's one thing to know it, it's one thing to hear about it in the Qur'an, it's one thing to utter it from your tongue, it's one thing to remind a friend who's you know, undergoing some difficulty of this is, from, this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, etc., but it's another thing to actually internalize that, right? And to, to, to make that a part of you so that, um, one, you're prepared when difficulty befalls you, and, and two, when immediately, when difficulty does befall you, you immediately know that this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So one of the purposes of dhikr is so that that, um, that, that uh, connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala becomes so deep that eventually the believer recognizes uh, inherently that Every single thing is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning, never, there's never like this, you know, like we talked about, there's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, let's say point A, and then A causes B, B to C, C to D, right? And so we tend to, you know, we tend to look, we tend to work backward, right? So if some difficulty befalls us, some car accident happens, and we say, oh, look at that, that person rear-ended me. Oh, that person, you know, what was he thinking? Right? We start blaming that. Okay, but you know what, you know, ultimately, you know, he lost control of his car because his limb wasn't working. Maybe he had a seizure during that car accident. Oh, okay, where did that seizure come from? Well, his brain isn't functioning properly. So because his brain isn't functioning properly, eventually I got in an accident. Oh, but, and then eventually we say, oh, you know what, but that, that, that seizure, uh, or that medical, whatever, came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We, we take it step by step by step back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But really, the, the salik should take it immediately from the incident occurring or from a difficulty befalling straight to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the sabab, it's just, it's just there, 
right? It's just there. It, it, doesn't, it didn't need to be there. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted you to be rear-ended, He doesn't even need a car to rear-end you, right? He doesn't need a person that sees to rear-end you. You could just be doing nothing and you could have trauma from the back, right? It can happen out of the blue. Allah ta'ala has the ability to do so. So one of the purposes of dhikr is so that your, your, your connection with Allah Ta'ala is so deep that, that, that you don't have to look at the asbab, you immediately go back to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala and everything you attribute back to Allah, whether it be good or whether it be evil. And in order to generate this, right, in, so I was mentioning that in one of the lessons of Muraqabah, you actually focus on the ayah of the Qur'an where Allah Ta'ala says, فَعَالُوا لِمَا يُرِيد That Allah Ta'ala is the doer, not just the doer, fa'al. The son that wasn't, I mean, his own wasn't fa'al, like the, the ultimate doer, the real doer, ala yurid, for whatever he wants to do. For whatever he wants to do, Allah Ta'ala is the true doer. But how do you make sense of that, right? It's in Surah Buruj. Like, how is it, fa'al lima yurid? That means that, like, everything is, is, is a result of Allah. Like, that's, that's heavy stuff. You can't just, I mean, you can't just take that in. It requires some degree of active effort to internalize that and that's what dhikr on when you when you do dhikr of your heart on yurid, eventually that enters into your heart as well uh, it's, you know and so and then then it begins to make sense um, but that's you know one of our goals is to appreciate that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a true doer of everything and most certainly any difficulty that comes well, don't forget that that difficulty uh, uh, is being touched down upon you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah ta'ala alone and, and nothing could bring difficulty to you except that Allah ta'ala allowed it to happen nothing, no one, no being, no nothing could be, bring harm to you no harm could come to you except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed it to happen Allah ta'ala has, uh, is the one who allows this to happen then comes the next part. Now, now, when we know that every single thing is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we know that the difficulty is from Allah, but then that means that the ease from that difficulty will also be from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then you can move on to the next portion of the ayah, right? Like, and this is what our ulama and our mashayikh would do. They would, um, they would uh, each, each word of the Qur'an, uh, or each phrase of the Qur'an would have its meaning and they wouldn't move forward until they really fully appreciated that first part. I mean, the, the purpose of the ayah is not just to highlight that the way out is through Allah. I mean, it's to also tell us that the way you, the way you even came, came into this is because of Allah. So, going back to that ayah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِن يَمْسَسْكَ اللَّهُ بِضُرٍ فَلَا كَاشِفَ لَهُ إِلَّا هُ That when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afflicts difficulty, فَلَا كَاشِفَ لَهُ إِلَّا هُ That there is no... Um, one that can uncover. Kashif takes the meaning of um, of uncovering <coughs> or exposing something or uncovering something. Um, that when that difficulty comes, the only way that you can actually remove that difficulty or uncover that difficulty from you is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Right? And so not only do we see that the cause of it from, from Allah, but even the removal of a difficulty is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this too, we obviously lose sight of. We tend to look at sabab. Now, it's not that we don't apply asbab. Obviously, we this is the world that we live in, and we do so because the Prophet and Allah told us to. Um, but this is not a matter of what you do. This is a matter of what you believe, right? It's not a matter of what you do. It's a matter of what you believe. So, if you get rear-ended, that doesn't mean that you're not going to then call the police and give a report. You know, you obviously have to do that. But in your heart, you have to know that you know what this actually came from Allah. This came from Allah. Maybe it was something wrong that I did. Maybe this is just a test Allah. I mean, that's a whole other discussion that maybe we'll have in the future. 
of, of what the cause of the difficulty I mean, why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send it, right? Uh, that's a whole other discussion. Um, but, uh, but, but backtracking then. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who can uncover any difficulty. So we should also turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whenever any difficulty befalls us rather than looking elsewhere first. Immediately, immediately we turn back to Allah ta'ala and then secondarily everything else comes through. Um, you know, it um, reminds me, um, well, let's just continue. Um, that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intends good for you, then no one can prevent that bounty from coming down upon you as well. Right? Again, this concept of fa'alul yuri that Allah Ta'ala is truly in charge of every single thing. Of every single possible thing Allah Ta'ala is in charge. I mean, this is his power and his ability. Right? And this is why at the end of the hadith that I mentioned where the Prophet was walking with Ibn Abbas and he gave him that advice. You know, the end of it is that the pens have lifted and the pages have dried. Uh, the pens have been lifted and the pages have not dried. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that much in charge. Now, it's, like I said, this is heavy stuff. So this is not a discussion in aqidah. This is just for, the, for those of us that are seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to appreciate that, look, um, all difficulty comes from Allah. Now, you know, for some people that could be upsetting because they look at it from the perspective of, you know, Allah Ta'ala is testing me, you know, I must have done something wrong, I'm being singled out, etc., etc., etc. You know, but for the Salik, we're, we look at this and we're mesmerized by this. We're like, wow, only Allah even has the ability to do this. Right? You're mesmerized. No one can bring harm except that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala can, can bring harm. We, we'll seek forgiveness, we'll do tawbah, there's no doubt about that. But we also are a little bit, a bit mesmerized that, look, no one had the ability or the power to do this. Only Allah Ta'ala had the ability and power to do this. It brings some sort of comfort and solace into our heart, right? If you have a child that's sick, you know, and, and everyone's scrambling and trying to figure out why did it happen, why did it happen? You know that, you know what, this difficulty came from Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. Wow, only He in the entire universe, no being has the ability to afflict my child with the difficulty. It can only be from Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. Then you take the steps of istighfar and tawbah and ask Allah Ta'ala heal you and forgive you. This applies to physical difficulties. It applies to psychological difficulties as well. This is a common misconception, you know. Some, pe some people that have, um, uh, some people will say, for instance, like, you know, I don't, I don't know, let's say someone's going through some major psychological difficulty. Like, they, they, they have a problem with really bad anxiety, let's say, right? And so, uh, someone comes and they'll say, you know what, yeah, th this problem's purely psychological, it's not spiritual. So this person needs to go see some, you know, psychologist or psychiatrist or something, and they can handle all of this. Now, that's, that's partly true, meaning the treatment may be that, um, but recognize the only way out is if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives permission for you to get out of this as well. You think about it as any other sickness. We don't negate that Allah ta'ala ultimately is in charge anyway because he's fa'alu lima yurid, right? He's the one who's in charge. So if, he's, if, if, if you are going to get out of this bout of stress that you're, that you're dealing with, it's only going to happen if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows it to happen. We don't just... Uh, we, we ultimately attribute everything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is his power and this is his ability. And we should never uh, lose sight of this. Again, the hadith of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, sorry, the verse of the Qur'an, When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afflicts with difficulty. Right? Let that sink in. That there is no one who can then remove that difficulty except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The coming of the difficulty, the removal of the difficulty is from Allah. So when you apply this into your own life, you say, wow, subhanAllah, like every single day there's some stress that I'm dealing with. 
That's coming from Allah. And the only way out of that stress is from Allah. I'm going to use the means that Allah has given for us in this world. But ultimately, I know that if Allah Ta'ala is not written for this to be removed, it will not be removed. If Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala didn't write, write for this to come down to me, it, it, uh, if He didn't write down, it, there's no way it could come to me. If Allah Ta'ala didn't write for this difficulty to be alleviated from me, there's no way it would be difficult. this difficulty would be alleviated except that Allah Ta'ala removes this difficulty for me. And then we move forward with the asbab. And then the second take-home point is that um, this is this is largely the purpose of dhikr. Remember I mentioned, I started off by saying that there's a solace and a comfort that comes from knowing the source of a difficulty. When you don't know that source, you're in chaos. And I gave the example earlier that you, when you can't give you know, a, a suffering patient a, 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 a cause for why they're having those symptoms and you keep telling them that, that all the tests are negative, that frust they become frustrated and that frustration increases their degree of suffering. Sometimes the suffering of uh, not knowing where this came from is more than the suffering of the actual disease itself. So a solace and a comfort comes from knowing uh, the source of something and knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is fully in charge of this world. I mean, there's no, I mean, there's no better remedy, right? There's no better remedy. Uh, to this, so we should we should take our dhikr seriously because it's our dhikr that allows us to appreciate Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's ability to do, and uh, this um, uh, is only possible through deep engagement in our dhikr with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. We don't want to be people that have to think three times before saying Inna Lillahi wa Inna Raji'un. We want to be people who immediately turn back to Allah and then recite Inna Lillahi wa Inna Ilayhi Raji'un. So may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala grant you and I the tawfiq to appreciate the uh, the root of of, of difficulties and, and how uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is the one who uh, has the ability and the only ability to send it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to turn back to him in repentance and tawbah whenever a difficulty does befall us. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, allow us to recognize that any uh, that, that any rem that the removal of difficulty is from him and from him alone.